What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Oh, I see what you're Yeah, we was, she, she on mute, we just, yeah, you on mute. Should I come back later? No, you're no, good, you're no, good. okay. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, Miss Sonia Norwood. It's yep. an honor to have you on Piff Radio today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here for you. Hey, you want to know something? <laughs> what? This is a crazy world because honestly, it's like super legendary that you just popped up in our room one day when we was fresh on, on the green room and you yes. asked to stay for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> you know every now and then you know I like to come out every now and then and see what's going on out there I I um I have just gotten kind of a little bit more used to being on Clubhouse it was a way for me to come out of my shell and try to share information I just felt you know looking across the industry spectrum I find that there are a lot of things that I can help people with and so therefore I decided that I was going to try my hand at Clubhouse and um, it took a lot of encouragement from others for me to do it because I'm not really a speaker like that, but I did it and I enjoyed it. And then I decided to go to Greenhouse and what did I know you guys were on this, this flight going somewhere over there in Greenhouse and I decided that I wanted to be aboard and, and I did and I enjoyed it. And you were very nice to me, Jay, so I appreciate that. And I appreciate you saying that. And uh, so 25 years in the industry, what think what you think took you so long to come out of your shell? Well, I think you know a lot of it was, um, you know, when you've been pushed in a box for so long, it's like you're you're not pushed there by because others force you there. It's it's just circumstances will cause you to step back and say, okay, if I believe what the industry say, and if I'm going to hinder the careers of my children then I'm gonna step back and become just like I had been most of the years in the background and not said very much except for when I really had to. And so, you know, the industry have ways of labeling you and um, define, trying to define who you are in certain code words that's used to, you know, to have other people to back off. And, you know, and, and so what I did was I just decided that I wasn't gonna deal with the front end of the industry. I wasn't going to be the legs of it. I was going to send people for me to do that. And I just felt like um, it was time for me to just um, just to stay where I was. I think a lot of it was 
I'm not going to say angry because for sure, I don't want anybody to think that I'm angry, especially an angry black woman, which just the opposite of that. But, you know, the industry is a very cruel place. It's very cruel for women and for black women. And then a third strike for being a mom. And so, you know, you got all of those things working against you. You got to be a really good player. You got to be able to have a lot of great strategy. You got to know when you're winning and you got to know when to step back. And I think I just got to a point where it's like, I'm not going to really take crap off people. I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just come straight at somebody. So best thing for me to do is to just um, be quiet about it and just do my business when it comes down to the paper. 25 years, it seemed like you, you really stuck that out. Yeah. I mean, you know, when people start saying that you're difficult, it's like, you know, which difficult to me is a, is, is a cold word. It's like for a, for you to negotiate a contract with someone and you come out as, you know, with winning uh, terms and conditions, then, you know, you did great. You were this, that, and, uh, you know, high five and all of that. And when I do it, it's like, you know, she's difficult. She's the B word. She's, you know, all of that. Instead of saying, you know, she's a good businesswoman and she really handled her business and, you know, she protected her clients. That's, that's hard for certain industry executives to do. So where did, where does Sonya start? Like, where you, where did you grow up? How did you get, how did you even get into the business? Well, I grew up in a small, well, I, I was born in a small town uh, called Macomb, Mississippi, uh, a population right now about 13,000. And um, I, 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 I'm a two-parent family. You know, my father was um, a very, um, I would say, great business person because he had all of his own businesses. He, you know, because back in those days, Black people lived on one side of the track. And so you didn't have to depend on white business. You you can just deal with black businesses because we all were over on the side of the track. So I, uh, I grew up learning about business from him. I grew up understanding the value of a dollar. I, I understood um, accountability and responsibility from him. And sometimes he would leave me to handle the business and I had to be accountable for it when he came back in terms of whether the numbers were the same as the amount of dollars that were in the, you know, in the, in the money bag. And um, so I, I liked that. I liked the responsibilities. I liked the accountability. I liked all of that. So I knew that that was a part of me that I wanted to continue to do. I knew I, I wanted to be in leadership and and then I went off to college at Southern and then worked for H&R Block for 11 years. And my goal there was to become a regional director. And I had just become a district manager just prior to Brandy being signed. And, um, and so, of course, you know, getting in the industry, I didn't know anything, didn't know anybody about the industry. But the problem was they never checked for me either. You know, they didn't check for me. They didn't check my background. They didn't check to see that I had worked for H&R Block for 11 years as a manager. You just automatically said that I was a loser. You automatically thought I was going to enter the business and ruin my children's career. You automatically thought that you would be able to get over on me. And so by me Mm -hmm. understanding that, it, it wasn't a shock to me, but it's like, wow, it's like, this is a business. I've never, I've never dealt with so many people in this, in this vein before. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to make sure that my, my daughter starting off was protected and she was 15. It's like, God, 
namesake, you're not going to allow your 15-year-old to look like a 30-year-old at 15. So I thought I did what was right for her based on my intuition, my motherhood, and not having any idea what the industry was. So I never intended to be in the industry. That was not a goal of mine. That's, I'm, that's crazy. Like, what was the, what, what was the transition from Brandy getting signed to, to TV? Like, how was well, that, how was that transition? You know, I, you know, when your children are growing up, one of the things as a parent you pay attention to are the things that they're interested in. And so when you find that their interest is really the same thing days and weeks, you know, uh, they may try a little bit of other things, but they come back to that, which they're really, really interested in doing. You could see that she was interested in singing and Ray J was interested in singing, but not as much as Brandy. And you could see that she was interested in acting because they both would act around the house. That's all they did was, you know, monologues or they would do the couple, the dialogues of, of movies as if they were in the movie. So you knew that. So, you know, you start off by just letting them get a taste of what acting is. And when Brandy, but Brandy was signed to her music label, to a music label before she did Moesha. So it was actually her, um, her rise to, uh, being a musician that led to the Moesha project. But before that, they did commercials and, you know, all sort of little uh, talent showcases and little things in the neighborhood and at the city park and places like that. So that transition came as a matter of her already being in music, but someone saw her and said, you know, we would like for her to try for the role of Moesha. And, you know, and you look at the script and, you know, and you say, okay, this sounds like something that would be interesting for her to do, even though she wasn't really a skilled actress at that time. Wow. Wow. That's super dope, Ms. Norwood. Like, you know, I, you know, I got to introduce myself. So hi, Ms. Norwood. I'm, I'm Javi. I'm the pilot. Um, oh, I know you see me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people know my voice. That you know, we don't know each other by face. So it's a pleasure to have you on Piff Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, yeah. I loved Brandy so much, like her singing, her acting. So for me, I'm just like smiling and in shock. I know I got questions asked, but they're just going. This is gone. I'm like, wow, this is happening. So <laughs> shout outs to you, Queen. You're like you're legendary to us. Like seriously. Thank you. Um, Moesha was definitely like a teenage experience for me. So shout out to Brandy and, and Ray J for real. But um, like, I, I just is like, how, how, how is it like raising two stars simultaneously? Cause you know, it's probably, you know, managing two big stars like that. Cause you know, when Ray J came out, he was pretty big too. So yeah. So well, you know, the whole, I would, I'll say first off that you have to understand that they're different you know, and, and raising them, you can't raise one the same as you do the other, you know, and mm -hmm. even if they, if I had two girls, they both were different and they would be different in character. So Ray J and Brandy were different in character and Brandy was the one that was the most tedious one you know she was the one that everything had to be spick and span and you know she knew when you went in her room she knew you'd been there if you left 
you know, left something. If you opened her drawer and something just didn't settle well when she got back, she knew someone's in there. Ray was different, but raising them was just the same way that I would have raised them if they never had been in the industry at all. And that's what the, and that's, that's the part that people don't understand is even though they were in the business, you know, together, my husband and I never felt that we needed to lose parental control because you were in front of the camera. There still were things that you had to do. There still was homework that you had to do. There was still no, you're not going to the mall, you know, on this particular, at this particular time, because you have responsibilities. Those things transitioned into TV world. And when Ray J had the role of, uh, on um, Sinbad, he was going to the set on Thursdays. Um, no, on Brandy was going to Moesha to film on Thursday, and he was going to Sinbad on Friday. So, wow. so we had to have my mom and the next door neighbor. They all helped out because as we wanted someone on the set with them. So I was still working, and my husband was working at the church, but he had more liberty to go through the whole acting part more so than me. So we we went to the set every day and then we filmed and on Thursdays and Fridays but when they left there they knew that that was acting they were acting that's you know that's not them in real life that you know this you don't get any ex extravagant pleasures of doing other things because you are a um, beginning to become a celebrity and then I remembered we talked about them going to college because I wanted them to go to college, but they were already entrenched in acting at that point. They, they both had their television shows. They were making pretty good money. They were making more money than me and my husband were making. And so um, that they just decided that they were going to stay in the industry. So the transition then for Brandy went into the movies and TV and film and Ray J when he first came out, that that's a story that I'm going to tell in my book about how, um, record labels can screw up or I can, should I not say that word, but record labels can mishandle a project to the point where it doesn't really come out the way that it should have if there had been more attention. So that happened to him on his first project. And from that first project, he decided, look, you know, from here on out, I'm going to take, I'm going to take responsibility for my own career. I'm going to go independent. Everything is going to be independent with me from here on out. I'm going to use my own money and I'm going to do it my way. And if I fail, then guess what? I fail at the decisions that I make. So then he, he went off into the whole independent world, but maybe I've gone too far than what you asked me, but I'm sorry. Are you fine? No, that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Like wait, I'm just, yeah, we soaking it in. So Looking back, how was how do you think it was? How do you think you dealt with trying to make sure the music was good and also TV shows was going good, and at the same time keeping the uh, Ray J and Brandy kind of balanced in life, so mm -hmm. to speak. Well, I'm gonna tell you, um, and you know, a part of me being on Clubhouse because I'm really big on going on on Tuesdays. I'm real big of talking about how I think that I can help artists overcome certain um, uh, pitfalls in the industry and, and how I believe that based on my experiences, if you were to just consider some of the options that I have, you'll find them to be very beneficial. And I think that what really worked well for me was 
I went into the industry knowing who I was. And, you know, a lot of times when we tell people you need to know who you are and you need to, you know, you need to make sure you know who you are, you really never tell a person how to know, how to get to know who you are. And so until we understand that process, we won't understand how to get to a real level of conflict or how to deal with conflict until we know who we are really. So I already knew from the very beginning who I was. I, I, I knew that I had boundaries that I was gonna set. I knew I had strengths of character and I knew I had weaknesses of character. And I just didn't know the business well enough to know how I would interact in the industry. But remember, I was already labeled as a momager. And a momager, in my opinion, is a code word. And that code word is sending signals out to industry execs or whomever to say, you know what, well, we got a mom on board who's trying to manage a kid, manage their kids, and they don't really know what they're doing. This is a great opportunity for us to step in, take control, and then, you know, make them feel, as far as my, me, let me just say me, and make me feel as though I'm not capable of running a, a managerial platform or position in my kid's life. So you had to, I had to overcome that. I had to become three times smarter than you know what than what I probably normally would have done if I hadn't been a parent manager and if I hadn't been a female. And so I would work their projects during the day and then I would study at night. And and the way that I studied, I studied people the person. Every meeting, I needed to know who was going to be in that meeting. I needed to know as much as I could about them. So I would review videos and voice stuff, everything that I can find out about that person. Before I set foot in the meeting, I was prepared wow. to deal with that person and whatever personalities that they had, and also capable of adjusting to a different climate in the event that that, that happened. So, you know, it's, it's a lot more than just saying it just you know it's more to it than that it's like there's just so much sausage made in the in the development of a career and it's and then you you don't just it, there's a difference between being in the business and doing a career is a longevity you know it's like for both of my kids to be in the business 25 years later you know is a career and that's what every artist should try to achieve is a career and not just a shortstop. Now, you don't know all of that that's happening or whether that's, <laughs> you know, back then, but that's what you wake up in the morning to do. You wake up in the morning as an artist manager, you wake up in the morning to build a career. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right. that's what I did. I woke up to build careers, and that's what I focused on. And I just didn't allow anything to stop me. And if I were not educated enough, then I became educated. How um how often did you feel like you had to protect your integrity within the business? Well, you know, after a while, you know, you just you that's just a you know that is just not even um that's not even a question. It's like I'm walking in, you you're gonna respect that, you know, because I'm walking in with my own belief that this is not what I have to do, even though I do need a check and I do need a job and I do need to pay bills, but I won't get it if I have to bow down to you. I'm not doing that. And I'm not going to do it if you decide when my daughter was 15, you wanted to seductively dress her. That wasn't going to happen either. You know, so when you go in with certain boundaries and people understand that you're not going to cave on certain things, of course, you compromise on some things, but those things that are real valuable to you, you're not going to compromise on. And they really quickly get the understanding that, you know, she's not going to fall for that. So let's don't go for it. Right. So is that in in situations like that, did you have to tell it like it is? Well, I always told it like (laughs) I'm good at that, you know, and I do I do have soft spoken words and I and that's how when you grow in the industry, you grow to be able to understand how to adapt to situations like I'm a very strong person, I believe. I also believe that I have um, I'm assertive. I can be aggressive. I can be domineering. I can be all of that. But at the same time, I can be kind. I can be understanding. And that depends on how you come to the table. If you come to the table with some BS, then you know, then you want to get the, you want to get a side of me that's going to tell you don't come, don't come like that, you know. But if you come in and I understand when we got a great understanding and we're there to do business and fair business, then I'm I'm there and I can work with you on anything. Right. How long you been doing your um, rooms on Tuesdays? I started in, I think, May. Yeah, I started in May. And then guess what? I started in May and I was a little bit skeptical about coming because, again, I thought that I would run into a pool of people that would would attack me because of what they understood me to be from media. You know, a lot of times media has their, you establish a public opinion. And then when you come, when you see somebody or talk to somebody, you find that that person is completely different than what you expected. So when I came in there at first, I said, oh, you know, I know that I'm probably going to get to ask a lot of questions and all of this. But then I decided to set boundaries for myself. And when I got there, I found that it was more people who really respected me. It's like, they really talked about the things that they've heard me say and teach from the TV show and, you know, and see me in places that they've really learned from, applied it to their life and has made a big difference. So I was encouraged. I, you know, I said, okay, well, 
I'm, you know, I'm going to get some, um, some negativity here and there, but you know what, that's what learning is all about. So I hung there and every week it was like, okay, I, I'm going on Tuesday, but Lord knows, you know, it's like holding the room and holding the attention is really kind of important, but I did it. And I, um, I enjoy the audience because that's why I'm there. And I enjoy, um, talking about the industry and how to help them to understand it better I love that part and so it has encouraged me now to get out more like I don't do um zoom meetings like this for a lot of people I mean this may have been my second third one maybe and so but I want to come out of that box because I can help a lot of people if they want to be helped yeah because I was looking at your website and uh, I might be hitting one of them book links <laughs> to be honest I, I was I was searching so you know well you know but what like, the thing that there are like you can get on clubhouse and you can get on greenhouse and one of the things that I haven't really quite understood about greenhouse and maybe it's because it's uh, in the development mode is uh, uh, most uh it's green room oh green oh. room that's right I'm sorry <laughs> I, don't want, I, I don't want you to I don't want you to look back at this like why they didn't tell me it was greenhouse? Yeah. Why did you I, I don't know me? why it's greenhouse to me, but I guess it's clubhouse and green and greenhouse. Okay, you're right. It's green room. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So I go over there, and you know, most of the time it's really all about the gems right now. Everybody's trying to collect gems and stuff, right? So then I, I try to figure out where do I fit because I if 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 I'm not in a if I'm not in a place where people really want to learn, then you know you're just going to be sitting there by yourself. So I'm still trying to find that place where it's home for me that people will know when you come to my room, you're going to get some, you're going to get some information and I'm going to answer your questions and I'm going to leave the room open until everyone has gotten their questions answered. You know, that's how I am. Otherwise, why am I there? I'm there to teach you what I've learned over the industry and pay a big price for and I'm willing to give it to you if you're willing to receive it. So have you found a place on Green Room yet? I haven't uh, done my own yet. You know, I haven't done my own yet. I, I guess because of the reluctancy of the number of people that may show up. I don't, I, I don't wanna put myself in a situation to set myself up to what I would mentally call failure because five or six people showed up, you know, so. I, I, I don't want to do that quite yet I, because I don't want to be thrown so, back. What, it's what not if, the place what if, mm-hmm. what if actually our platform, you know, the Clubhouse Orphans Air, you know, our platform on Green Room is actually pretty big right now. We're trending top three, top four almost every day. Right. So what if, you know, we can go ahead and schedule in a segment every week or every uh, whenever you want to talk, we can go ahead and schedule in and we can have talks with Sonia. Miss Sonia Norwood, you know, and we'll have those people there for you so you can speak to them and we'll already have that built there for you. Well, you know, we can try that, but here's the other part. They must want to be there. You know, that's the whole thing. There are people who want you to tell them the truth about things in the industry. And there are people who do not want the truth. And so those people who do not want it, they won't show up. But those mm. people who might want some of the truth may, which could, which still could be a small portion. I like fan base. 
I like that platform, you know, and yeah. I like it because it's growing and I like it because it's um, Ike that's doing it and I like it and I, I would like to be there. But right now when I focus on Clubhouse, like I just started another room last night with producers. It's all about producers, people who want to know about making music, songwriting, production, tools, equipment. It's not, I'm not speaking to that, but Delight is speaking to it. The producer Delight that did, you know, Delight, LSG, Silk, all of that. And, yeah, yeah. and he's working with Sir Charles right now. So, you know, so oh, Delight man. is that room. He was dropping names regularly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, it's normal. Like, these big names, like, it's normal. Well, you know what? The thing about it is, is that my my the my club is called the business b i z n e s s the business is everything right when you go to school and take your kids you got to fill out paperwork right you got to do everywhere you go it's a business element somewhere so mm -hmm. i'm all about teaching you about the industry and what to look for in the industry and if i told you hmm when you use a font did you bother to go check to see if that font was licensed for commercial use? You get my point? Mm -hmm. If you didn't, then you could be infringing on somebody else's copyright. So that is a lesson. Did you know that the photographer who took your picture is actually the owner of that photo, even though it's your face in it? So when you're going around snapping, 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 those are not your picture. They belong to the snapper. And yep. if you get ready to use that picture, you got to get a release from that person which took the picture. Right. Unless you made a different kind of arrangement. Those are the sort of lessons that I'm trying to teach. Right, so... 25 years in, you're still managing Ray J and Brandy, correct? I do. I'm more or less like business affairs. You know, it's okay. like I'm the person that I don't, I'm not the front runner. Ryan Ramsey does the, the, he does the front. He's, you know, what I used to do a long time ago. I'm the person that gets with Ryan and we discuss all of the opportunities and then the paperwork I see all of the paperwork, make my comments. And if I have to talk with the lawyers, I do that. And then I talk with the artist. Okay. So how was it going? How was it recording or watching Brandy record her latest album? That sounded good, by the way. Thank you. That, that was an experience. That was an experience because, you know, you've been gone for eight years um, you want to do a project that you believe that is dear to you with a message that you're trying to give. Um, you know that the climate of the industry may not be the same as you see for yourself to record and release. And so you have to decide whether you're going to compete or whether you're going to do your own thing. And she made a choice to do her own thing um, independently and the, the recording process was very long because Brandy takes a while to record. She, you know, she's very particular about her music. And so you watch the recording process go, you watch the number of records come and go. And then once we get, we got down to 
you know, it was to a point where you now you got to really start seriously thinking about finishing this record. So that that was kind of hard because I think the more she felt like that record stayed with her, she didn't have to face um, any type of public criticism of something that she wanted to do of her own, or maybe because she might have feared that um, it wouldn't have been received well. But with every artist, you have to let it go at some point. But I think with her being gone eight years, people didn't know what to expect. She did her thing, her message, and she just wanted it to be received well and accepted. And I think that once that was done, um, it sort of rejuvenated her to want to continue to record. Because I remember the night that she came in after she finished, she was involved in every process, mix, mastering, she was involved in everything, writing, producing, she was involved in everything. And when she came in the night that she had finished, she just, you know, she just looked very solemn and just said, you know, I finished, it's done. And she said, I'm, I'm going to bed. And, and that's exactly what she did. And after that, she just left it. And when she laid down to go to sleep, it was done. It wasn't, it, she couldn't take it back. You know, yeah. she, it was, it was, it was done. So she had to go forth with that. And she was very, very happy that it was received well and her fans supported her. She was very happy about that. Now, how, how is it watching Ray J and his um, Raycon, Raycon business? Because his, I, I, for me, it started with the, the scooty bikes, I want to say. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I seen and now I just see it everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, Ray, against, I, I, you know, again, they are very different, but they have a common thread. They love each other. They support each other. That's like, that's, that's what they know. That's what they've been raised to do, but they are different. And Ray, once he had an experience with his music, again, like I said, he, everything to him became independent. I'm going to, I'm going to be the person to say whether I win or whether I lose. And, but he's at the same time, which is sort of a double standard for a parent in a sense, because you tell and teach your daughter one thing about being mm -hmm. independent and all of that and all of that. And then you tell your son over here that it's your job to take care of your family, to be this, that, and a third. And with Ray, he's always had that, um, that urgency to, to dream and to explore and to be a risk taker. I've never seen somebody that is such a risk taker that when he did, um, like he'll drop a record in a minute and he won't care whether it gets on radio. He doesn't care if he doesn't have no support. He, you know, he'll just drop a record. And that's, and that's how he feels about that because his side of the business has, is, is, has switched. He's in the tech business. He's does business stuff. He invests in things. And so that's where he sees himself. And that works well for me because I want to know that someone in our family can continue the traditions of which we've all been raised in the industry to do, and someone can help make those decisions. But when he decided to do the scooty bike, the idea was um, the scooty bike, okay, I'm gonna do a bike. I'm gonna brand it the scooty bike. It's, the, it's gonna be one of the first times that it, it comes to America. But Ray didn't think about the trademarking. He didn't think about the product liability because he's a creative person. So that threw me into a whole nother world of, oh my God, 
I don't know nothing about the tech business. I didn't know anything about the music business. Now here I am. I don't know anything about the tech business. And we got to hurry up and get this trademark. The product liability is somebody get hurts on that bike. That's going to be a shame. So he took his own money and invested in that. And then later he sold his trademark, Scooty Bike trademark to another company, the Loop Share, while at the same time he was getting into the earbud business. And with those businesses, he started with his own money. He took his own risk. And with the Scooty Bike starting off, I told him, I said, if you keep pumping and pumping and pumping, you're going to pump until you ain't got nothing else to pump from the bank. You're going to have to do something a little bit different here. And he realized that, okay, I, I, but he, he recovered everything that he had, all of his own money and went into the earbud business. Right now, that company is valued at a little over a hundred million dollars. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. He's been hustling. He, he's a hustler. He's a hustler. Yes. So <laughs> I, I've enjoyed both journeys because now Brandy is getting into the whole business world. I've always waited for her to get there. And, and now she's beginning to say, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. So we're going to see a lot of different things coming from her too. And at some point, they're going to join forces and they're going to do something that I would imagine would be big for brother and sister. Yeah, that would be, that would be dope too. So 25 years in, all this time in, what keeps you, what keeps you grounded? Like between the music and the TV and everything that has went on in your life, like what keeps you grounded today? Like you giving out free gifts yeah, because I know that what goes up will come down. There's going to be a moment when there's going to be a level of idleness where you're not going to be as popular. You're not going to be as, you know, sought after, you know, n those things. The best thing that you can have is your integrity, um, your love for mankind and your willingness to to work. And for for me, I am in the industry, but I'm not of it. I, I'm not caught up in the industry to the point that I'm willing to do anything. And I, and my children keeps me in it. If they were not With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not in the industry or they decided to leave the industry, then I, there wouldn't be no reason for me to be here. I get up every morning to protect them. And that's what keeps me going. And what keeps me grounded is when I go to Clubhouse and you got 10 people in the audience who want to answer, who has questions to answer. And I'm going to stay there until all 10 of those questions are answered. 
because I can remember when people didn't want to answer our questions. And I can remember when I wanted someone to give me some advice. So if I have the time and the opportunity, that is exactly what I'm going to do because I know that God will bless me and bless my family when we continue to stay grounded. Right. So Tuesdays, what time? Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we talk about everything. Last week, we talked about the angry black woman. Uh, last night, we talked, we was a producer's night, which is the fourth Tuesday of every month, which is going to be led by Delight. And, um, and my subjects are already always delivered through my story or um, in my, on my Instagram, Facebook. Y'all never did ask no hard questions. Y'all ask real easy questions. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, we, yeah. we don't have any hard questions to ask you, Sonia. Hey, I got everything um, that let I Let me ask y'all a few questions then. What are you guys, you know, like you, you're doing what you're podcasting, a radio show. So is that, what, where, where is that? How is that going? I mean, do you guys need any kind of help or advice or anything? If so, all you got to do is give me a call. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Um, <laughs> I know Jay is for sure. So you know, we, we're not. That, that, that's like a get out of jail free card in Monopoly, right there, Jay. Yeah, gotta take one of those. <laughs> I need some help. So that's why I said I'm gonna hit that. I'm gonna hit that book. That book button. <laughs> oh, that yeah. book, but I ain't gonna do it like that. I'm gonna go directly. But like, I don't know. The industry is. It's like radio and everything is kind of tough. So my just a simple question. Maybe it's not too simple, but so I do radio with me playing radio um, through the internet or just online, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I know you have to have a license, but it's, I've heard that you got to have like multiple license to do stuff. Like you got to have like a ASCAP license to play music, but you also got to have um, another type of Blanket. license. A blanket license? Yes. What is that? Well, what that is, is simple. If you get a blanket license, which means that you pay X amount of dollars, maybe like a flat fee to BMI ASCAP, because you're going to be playing a variety of music. And so playing those, those songs, you know that every time you play a song, you should have, um, you should have some release to, to be able to play those songs. So a lot of people, you know, like in clubs, bars or places like that, they get a blanket license, like, you know, bands on college campuses, they should have a blanket license because you're going to be playing other person's music. And so in order to play that, you have a blanket license that you play, pay maybe a flat fee that gives you the right to play any music that is licensed through BMI or ASCAP or any other of the union. So, you know, I, in, I, I haven't had a, a reason to do a blanket license, but I think that that's what that would be. But I have had, um, I have been, my, my string has been yanked, you know, on Facebook to tell me that I had copyright infringed on my daughter's song for, you know, <laughs> that was, and, and I'm, 
and guess what? And I'm saying, okay, I appreciate that because number one, if you're, you know, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily know that it's me. It's a lot of more Sonia Norwoods out here than just me. So I appreciate you putting a cap on it and, you know, doing your job by making sure that nobody else is infringing on, on their work, not just her, but all the writers and the producers as well. But it was a little strange that I would get one. And when I got it, you know, I could have, at first I said, oh, wow, I got a copyright infringement. Okay, then. And so this was where Ray J was on the side of verses. And, you know, he was doing his rock and roll supporting his sister. So I just kindly sent a note back saying, you know what, if you require, if you really would like for me to take it down, I'll be happy to do that. But I, and I told them who I was and Brandy and Ray, and I told them where the video was shot and that we had permission to do that and all of that. And and when I, I got a message from them the other day saying that it was accepted, that they accepted that, that reason, and I can continue to play. And a lot of times it's just reaching out and finding out what is it that I have to do in order to get this done and not think it to be so hard. Don't give up on, you know, being doing internet radio because that can, that's a great avenue of, of, of making money, giving out information and supporting people. Right. That's what I, that's what I started. That's why I started doing it. I mean, really just to support artists. I just didn't know the legal, you know, everything as far as like ASCAP license. I, I do have an ASCAP license, but the blanket license is what I was what I need to get. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. And what you know, and I always advise what you don't know. Start off with an Internet search. And then what you read and read more than one or two articles on whatever it is that you don't know. Like if there's a legal term that I see in a contract that I don't know, I'm going to research those terms and those words until I get a better understanding of it and see how it fits in the context of which the agreement was, was written. But I'm not going to, don't give up on it because there are answers and ways to go about doing stuff. And just when you think that you shouldn't do something, it's when you should. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's the part that I like about Ray Ray will take a risk and be willing to give everything that he got if he believes in it and it's the most irritating thing to me sometimes because the business sense of which I'm trying to give doesn't make sense because it's the creative part and then I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I see myself in him and he sees himself being me and so me looking at Ray and seeing how he's handling things is like, dang, I'm fighting against myself right here. I'm not going to win. <laughs> so you got to be willing Man. to take a risk. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. However, you got something? I got another one, but you got something? Um, I just want to know, how bad was the media... Um, like toward towards you, you said they they you know the media you know has their own out you know outlooks on everybody. So yeah, how bad how how like because I, I I definitely missed it. I definitely missed it. So um, if you could just give us a little small summary on like what were they talking about you bad or was it good? Did Sonya do something bad? Did she go crazy on an interview or what happened? No, I just think that I just think that from their perspective, they had a perspective of me. And because I believe that I was very prepared and capable and 
I had taught myself and other people during their own behavior and their own tactics and their own runchiness, you know, it helped me. So that's why I don't ever say that I'm a self-made person. And I don't think anyone should, because any, any person who has given, learned, taught you a lesson, they have helped you. So how are you going to be self-made anyway? And so I just feel like public opinion, they formed opinion of me. And so uh, when they formed that opinion of me, they didn't bother to check to see whether I was this person or not. I protected my children. I was their mother. I'm going to still protect my kids. And when you get a few of your own, then you'll know where I'm coming from. And a lot of times people that I work for, uh, that I work with at labels, they didn't have kids. So they couldn't understand where I was coming from with the protection of my children. It's like, I'm not going to give them to you for you to shape them. That's my responsibility. <laughs> So now that they have children, they understand where I'm coming from. I get those notes now. We understand where you came from. So that was that. And I just feel like um, I just, I didn't have no fear. I just decided I'm, I, my steps are directed by God. And so therefore I came in the industry with practically nothing. I'm willing to leave with nothing, but you're not going to take advantage of my children. Not as long as I'm breathing. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I felt. And it got misconstrued and people wanted to start talking about you and, you know, saying all manner of things. I read someplace not too long ago where people said I was an alcoholic. It's like, oh, I believe she's a halfway closet alcohol, alcoholic. It's like, it was funny when I read it, but it's like things like that. It's like, really, I'm not even a drinker. I don't drink anything, you know? So, um, and neither smoke anything. And so I just, you know, and so thus, that's how that stuff comes about. But you got to wear it and you got to take it and you got to move forward and you don't have time to sit back and deal with it. You don't have time to be dealing with that. Right. Did, did TV bring most of that? Like you being on TV? I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of gossip starts on sets, you know, and I think it's a lot more dangerous now because everybody has a camera. People can edit out stuff, add stuff, Photoshop stuff, you know, so everybody is a star now. Everybody is a photographer. Everybody is a videographer. Everybody has, you know, all of that. And so you don't really have the same avenues to really correct something because once it goes out, it's really it's out gone. there. It's mm -hmm. gone. And then and to try to recover from it, you can't really tell. The truth doesn't work as fast as a lie. Yeah, the lie, a lie work fast right <laughs> yeah live lies travel real quick really you know, quick. You know, especially on clubhouse yeah Man, oh yeah the toxic see, rooms yeah it's like i don't understand how that stuff's like going over there and it's like well do you want to still be whatever it's like why are we is that what clubhouse coming to i don't know all yeah, of these personal know. things that are coming out i thought it was be a platform for people to teach and whatever that's what my room is about well, I'm definitely going to be there. I know Jay's going to be there. We'll definitely be there next Tuesday for sure because I definitely need some, I got some questions on acting. You know, I don't want to do it here right now. Okay. But, you know, we'll do it, Um, you know, when I actually have the questions because I, 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 I was in the process of moving, and Jay knows. <laughs> so I just moved into my new house. So I, I, my mind is a little scrambled right now. So do forgive me. I don't have my book of questions there on my laptop. But, oh, that's um, okay. I'm just glad when I come over there to the green room <laughs> and yes, to, <laughs> I want to know that I can get on the stage child. I don't want to sit in the audience long and long and long. I don't want to do that. I want to be able yeah, to come well, up and sit there. Well, we changing, we, 
we are changing um our content so to speak um we are going to do music but it's not going to be all day anymore we was just i think we was just doing that because we was brand new to green room and we was still trying to figure it out when well, we were still trying to figure it out but yeah now it's more so all right so let's do the music a couple hours and then let's do talking for you know, a couple hours, and then we'll do music like later on at night. You know, something like that. So yeah, I love the music. I love, I love the music, and I said, "Oh my, maybe I should play a little music on my, on my stuff coming in. Maybe I should do that." <laughs> and and but see, when you do green room, your music should be covered by Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. But the licensing. It? Huh? But I it? said it, sh- it should. I- I'm just saying that it should be covered by Spotify. Yeah, if you play music and that and see when we say things like it should be that requires us to go look to make for sure because yeah. no you know because who's i mean it's so detailed about infringement that's a whole nother subject but i've enjoyed you guys i know y'all trying to get me off and go ahead and, no, edit no, this no, part, no. and just go ahead and edit this part of it because Harvey says that he doesn't no, have any questions because day, his computer right was left someplace else, so he doesn't have no questions right now, and so therefore he has to ask me questions later. That's what happened when you've been in the business for as long as I have. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I got a question because <laughs> I, um, I actually play the music through either Tidal or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you still consider would that still, would Green Room still need a license for that? Well, you know what? What I would do is, is that just to be safe, I would find out from, they got to have some terms and conditions somewhere, right? Yeah. On yeah. Green Room. And until they tell you that you are infringing, then it's that's not your platform. You don't own Green Room. Right. And so until they send you a notice saying that you're infringing, then you continue to play. Right. So what would you, uh, what kind of advice would you give any upcoming uh, actors? <laughs> uh, actors? About the, yeah, about the business. Well, one of the things that I would say to an actor is, to a new actor, I would say, make sure you got your profile up to date on Actors Access and LA Casting and all of the other casting uh, sites. Make sure you updated okay. your photo. Make sure your headshot is popping. Make sure you got a reel that people can see your work because they, there are very few places that casting directors don't bring you into their rooms hardly anymore. They go on Actors Access and they look to see your headshot and your profile. I would say that if you're going to do a headshot, do one where you have your friendly, do one where you have a serious straight face so that they know that you can change personalities. I would say that. And then I would get in a few acting classes with reputable 
um, um, workshop directors because to put a name on a, on your resume with a, a reputable name, even though you may not have any experience, will go a long way for you. And so that's that's what I would say there. And then I would work on auditioning, doing monologues. If you don't have any acting reel, go find you a nice monologue, practice, rehearse on it, get in front of a camera, do it and upload it. Okay, Jay, I see what you did there, Jay. I see what you did there. I see, I see what you did there. Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Norwood. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Jay, you guys can question. always D, you can always DM me or you can go on my bio and you can um, email me. Okay, for sure. And Jay, that, I mean, Jay will. obviously knows how to get in contact with me. He was bold enough to come right out and say and didn't almost didn't give me a, uh, a chance to say no. He just told me what it was going to be, and that was going to be it. Why you say that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where it was. Hey, Ms. Norwood, I, I need you to come on, on my show, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I need you for a certain amount of time. Uh, this is what it is. It's like, I just couldn't say no. And then I said, okay, send me details. And then it's like, okay, here I am. I'm doing this show. It's today. Yes. Yes, it's today. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't, you didn't say no, so I was like, oh, man, where do I go? I just kept going, kept going. I even <laughs> but you shouldn't, well, why do you feel like that? It's like, when you approach people, even like, I'm not really a celebrity, so it's like you're approaching me, it's like, I'm just like you, I'm like anybody. I'm My name may be out there a little bit more, but it doesn't mean nothing. You, you want me to come on your show, you ask the question, would it be okay for you to, for me to come on this show? Don't be shy about it. Well, I was, I, I mean, I was mad nervous. I was nervous before the show. I'm nervous oh, a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I, but wait, but you'll be surprised. Time, like... The people on this side, they're also nervous, too. Every time Brandy gets ready to do an interview, she goes through a nervous stage. Yeah, I, well, I was nervous because I didn't want you to feel like I was going to ask you something you didn't want to be asked or anything like that. Like, but, you know, I, I don't dealt with it. I would have dealt with it. Trust me. I would have done. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is, is that I'm not, I think that if person, if somebody wants to ask a question, it's either I want to answer the question or I'll say, you know what, I would rather not answer that question. Right. And that's, right. and that's the best way to answer that. Billion dollar, billion dollar answer right there. I'm still in that one. I can't what? answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. answer it. I mean, it's, I, I have no comments. Answer. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm just glad that you did the, I'm glad that you did the interview because I I mean I did jump out there um, but when you came when you came back the second day maybe I think it was the second day after I asked you or the third day I can't remember but when you came back the second day I was like yeah, I'm gonna see if she come back again and I'm just gonna go for it I even said I even said mama knows it yeah. <laughs> I, I said that well, let me tell you guys something, because when you have people who come into your room, first off, you never know who these people are, and you never know the resources that they have that may be able to help you one way or the other. And mm -hmm. so therefore, when I came into your room on Green Room, I was treated very nicely. You know, I was uh, asked to come up and and everybody was nice. And then Jay, you kept up with me and uh, Harvey, you had some things to say. It made me feel comfortable. So I felt really comfortable there. And so you don't forget those things. 
you know, you don't forget. Hey. You know, I, I don't forget when I get into a new space or a new and somebody helped me. It's like, I don't forget that. So of course I was not going to say no, you know, because I want to do to you as you did for me. So that's how I stay grounded. I remember people and those sort of things like Erin, she's been very, very helpful, you know, so that, but I did remember one time I came in there and you guys told me, no, Miss Norwood, this is, this is, a, in other words, this is going to be a runchy room, oh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of runchy <laughs> music and all hey. of that. In other words, hey. we would rather for you not to be in here. I kindly stepped out. That's not what I said at all, Miss Norwood. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Miss Norwood, this is not the place for you because we're going to be getting down up in here. This flight yeah. is taking off to somewhere else. I, I could said, believe it. I could believe it too. I could believe it. <laughs> yeah, I had I had the I had the girls from Clubhouse come over um late night and you know do a late night thing on a flight because we had some active people and you know late night. So you know they they were doing their little demon time thing and it it, it and I and then Miss Norwood came in, I was like, oh my gosh, she popped in. I gotta bring her up. Hey Miss Norwood, how you doing? Listen, this is um it was mad and uncomfortable, uh, right? It, this is HBO at nighttime, midnight HBO. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was mad. And you know what? And she haven't, I don't think she's been back since. I have not been back since. Yeah. Because I don't ever know when that time is coming. I don't want to run into that. I did that with um, another friend of mine. I'm going to call his name out, Marv Mack, because Marv Mack is a really good friend and he does a lot of music stuff and industry stuff. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm welcome always to his room on Clubhouse. So I go in there, it's late night, you know, and sometimes I don't go to bed until really, really early morning. So I'm just browsing around. I say, okay, let me just check what's going on in Clubhouse. I go over there. I say, oh, Marv is over here. So let me just go in and say, hey, I go in there before I could even get in the room good. Uh, we got we we're going to be having some conversations going on that, that that may not be appropriate for you it's like so we'll see you later so it was like <laughs> so I quickly went out of that room I don't mind it but you guys just you I need to have heads up how hey, do I get heads up I'm always in a safe space when I'm playing music so yeah I mean that, that's I, I that's honestly, Miss Norway, that, that honestly is something that is not going to really happen. That's just something that, you know, just happens spontaneously. If that does happen, that's like after like midnight East Coast time. Like, you know, that's like late, late night where everybody yes, sleeps. I'm not know, coming in there after, after midnight. I'm just going to yeah. say, is it safe for me to be here? Is this a safe room tonight? <laughs> yeah, yo, she, came, she came back. Is, is it safe? Is it, no, I'm just going to say is when I safe? come in at, at the midnight hour, I'm going to say, is it safe for me to be here? Yeah, yeah uh, we're, we're, we're scheduling we're scheduling a lot of people. So that's why, I, you know, I did say we would like to have you on the platform. I think you'd be great. You love to talk. We love to hear at you. Least talk. One time. At least yeah, one at time. At least one time. Yeah. Well, we'll um, see. I'm not going to say no. But I just got let me know when, because, okay. you know, I will be coming to green room at some point. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't we, know when. And we can do it on, um, well, we just right now we just um do rooms on Clubhouse in the morning, like nine to twelve. Um just to kind of get things going a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah what's your room on what's your room on Clubhouse? Fifth radio. Okay. Why don't you guys do some this off the record, y'all can edit this part. Why y'all not doing nothing on fan base? 
Uh, we we're not live, right? No, no. no. You are. We live? Yeah. No, we're not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we feel no, yes, Wait a minute. Yeah, Is this live for real? No, yes, no, 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 it's not live. live. No, it's live, live recording. recording. Yes. Yeah, it's live You're going to play it at another time. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Which right. means you can edit when you get ready. Right. So I will edit what you said. I don't care whether you edit or not. I'm just saying, I was just saying for. (laughs) (laughs) What was I saying? Because I forgot now. Why we don't go on fan base? Yeah. Yeah, Why don't don't we? Why don't um, you guys go? Well, this part y'all can edit out. Well, we tried it. We got, we had the team went over. We we went over there. We tried, um, you know, we, we did try to go on fan base, but. It just, you know, we had to pull a lot of people from Clubhouse to fan base. And then when we got there, it's pretty much, you got to pretty much invest in the heart. And um, to be honest Why with you, Why do you have to invest in the heart? You, you Why got, do you, you have got, to invest in the heart? It's just there gotta, in case you want to invest in it. Right. Well, I'm, right. I don't have really anything. Go ahead. I mean, you got it. I'll, yeah, I'll go it's, like, it's, like, it's like the gem thing. It's like, you know, instead of the gem thing, it's the heart thing, but you got to pay for the hearts. Like, you know, they... It's just like people won't stay in your room unless they're getting hearts. So, you know, it's just like how much content can you really have before, you know, it's just like if I'm just going to have a room like that, I can do it on Clubhouse and not, you know, spend money to give, you know, to give away 100 hearts or 1,000 hearts, you know. So that, that's, just my, that's just my thing. Like people won't stay in a room unless they're getting hearted. Um, it's, like, it's, it's like Green Room, same thing. If they're not getting gems, they're like, what's going on? Then nobody's here and nobody's active. So that, that's just my take on it. Uh, and it was really glitchy when we did try to do it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, but other than that, I think I think it could be successful. What about you, Jay? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I don't know what my audience is on fan base. Well, they don't I, have a I, lot of audience yet. That's why you're going mm-hmm. over there. I know. It's, it's like, I guess one thing at a time, I guess. Because yeah. I'm, really, I'm really building if radio like by myself so it's like trying to do so many things green room is already a lot for me to be honest but mm-hmm. but it's there um man, man shout out to fifth radio man he killed it miss <laughs> nowhere the first three days oh no he i know it. I, and and you know what yes you you know give me that call because one of the thing is is that that i want you know people like yourself to you know, to ask the same questions that most people ask. What's in it for me? That That's a question that everybody should ask in any kind of situation. What's in it for me? Because that's the nature of the business. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you're doing yeah. internet radio and that's great that you're doing that, but where do you take it from here? 
what are the options from here? If I were to tell you to give me a list of people that you believe that you would like to contact so that you can support your radio uh, station, internet radio still is a station, I would think, then you, you would have to tell me who they are. You should spontaneous do that. Every single time you get an opportunity, you should try to be figuring out what is it that I can, what's in it for me. And that's right. not in a bad way. That's in a business-like manner. What's mm-hmm. in it for me? And once right. you say, once you get that, all of your goals and aspirations are geared toward that question. What's right. in it for me? Well, um, I'm gonna tell you this story. So it it is one person that I do want to ask, and that's LL Cool J, and that's mm-hmm. because his the way he's doing his radio station is how I I have been doing mine over the past few years, but people just shut down the idea of doing older music and newer music all on one radio station. Mm-hmm. And when the when the pandemic hit, some people that work through uh, like a local radio station, they came and actually worked with me on my radio station. But they was just shutting down the idea of that, of mixing both on one thing at the same time. And they just wanted to strictly, they just wanted to stick to uh, stick to radio format, just new songs or something like that. So it kind of just killed my energy a little bit. But then when I seen um, that it worked, I mean, it probably just worked for LL because it's LL. I don't, I don't know. I can't say because I don't know where his audience is. I know his audience is the older audience, but I don't know how he's able to do both at the same time, if you know what I mean. Well, then that's a question that you should ask him, and that should be a goal that you should try to achieve where you can get to him. And so it's a matter of figuring out who's in his camp that you can talk to so that you can talk to him. He's he's a very nice guy, so it shouldn't be any reason that he would want to not be able to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Or someone else that's in radio, like a radio person that does regular radio could, you know, could talk to you about whatever the differences are and how you set that up. It is just because it's internet radio doesn't make it be that big of a difference from getting guests and, you know, knowing what your format is and all of that kind of stuff. I'm sure you guys don't do media base and BDS and all of that. I'm not for sure about that, but now that you talked radio, internet radio, I got to go learn about it now because I want to be, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to be able to have that conversation, but you, it's, it's, if whatever is of interest to you and you have a passion for it, the answers are out there. All you got to do is just make the step of finding the answers and don't get discouraged by it. When I wake up in the morning time and my goal is to make sure that my kids remain relevant and my kids are protected, that is enough for me to get up and go study all day to go, you know, learn from as much as I can learn. And all of my trials and tribulations, I remember Matt Nose and I were talking about a book because, you know, we, we've been in the business for a long time. And Matt Nose says to me, we are the book. We are the book. Why do you want to go write a book? We are the book. But it's like, no, there are certain things that we still, like in this generation, it's a new generation of everything. Music, Mm -hmm. everything. But the business principles remain the same. I love how you you just throw our names and it's just like, it's regular for you, but it's not really regular for anybody else. Every time you throw out a name, I'm like, oh my 
Well, you're, like, I'm just, not like, throwing mm. here. Here's the difference. I'm not throwing out names in a negative sense. Right. I can no, real. Like, I can really throw out some names. I can throw out some names that would just shut down everybody who has had something negative to say about me and my family. But why should I do that? I'll say shouldn't. that because because guess why? What's in it for me right now? Nothing. When I do my book, it would be something in it for me. So how long do you got? Uh, are you working on your book now? Child, I've been working on my book for years. And <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on my book for years. And, and those are all the other stories. But anyway, I'm working on I'm finally I met with a literary agent today. I'm happy to say I did meet with somebody today. Now, now is this going to be like a, a long, long book? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to describe that, but. Well, I think what it is, it's going to be, it's going to be my story. It's going to be how I got started, all of the things that I've gone through, um, you know, different relationships, transitions with my children, um, how the industry affected our relationships, and uh, what have we done to stay together, and all of the pitfalls that I've gone through, and other people who have taken me through and all that kind of stuff it's going to be about that and there's only one person in the industry that I, I despise for life and uh, and I'll probably talk about that person I don't have a whole lot of people on my list but that person is number one on my list for the last 20 years I would say. 20 yes 20 that's a long time very long time is that's that a long time. Is Don't try a, to ask me no questions because I ain't telling. I'm just telling uh, you that that's okay. how oh, that's that's how that's how relationships are in the industry. But the point being is is that with me, when you when you do something wrong to affect life for somebody else, that they can rarely recover, and it's somebody that I love. It is nothing you can say. I can't not wait to see that, read that book. It's not one single thing that you can say to me, except for stay back, stay away. Now, have you ever acted or, or was a singer? What? Are you serious? I'm told I'm shut down every time I try to sing a note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Oh, they tell me to go somewhere and sit down. Do you hear me, Mom? No, this is not your field. Go sit down somewhere. So, where did your kids get it from? Their dad. Okay. Now that guy can sing. He can sing the roof off of a house. He's I a vocal knew. coach, and um, yeah, that's where they got it from. So, they didn't get it from their mama. So, um, how how is it? like knowing all of these famous singers like you know any kind of famous singer I mean you've been in the business so long just how is it just like just knowing a famous singer I just I you know I can I appreciate their skills I appreciate their talents I appreciate their hard work their dedication commitment I appreciate all of that because I know what that's like but at the same time I know that they're just human beings and so mm -hmm. They need to have, you know, um, what do you, what am I trying to say? They need to have people to understand just that, that they're humans. You know, you don't have a right to judge them. You don't have a right to 
um, to label them. You don't have a right to get into their personal business. A lot of times personal business is, is done in so many different kinds of fashions, but they have a right to their privacy. And I think that that's the difference between those who are at levels of celebrityism that people don't really know you want to be famous, you want to get into business, you want to do, but you don't understand that with that comes a lot of other things that you may not want it to be. You know, so when we first heard Brandy's record, I want to be down on a radio station, that, that, that was the greatest feeling ever, you know, but when you see the first negative comment or the first negative press, then you, then it's like, wait, hold up, you know, it's like, this comes with the territory. And like when we did um, Moesha, it was said that night, things will never be the same for you guys ever. It won't be the same anymore after the first airing of that show, the first night of that show, it won't, the next day it won't ever be the same again. And they were right. Why was they right? Well, because you open yourself up, you open yourself up, you become a public person. People want to talk about you, about your hair, your clothes, your shoes, you know, you didn't lotion up, you didn't, you know, all of just all of the things that really doesn't make any sense. They don't, oh, they're not talking, your talent, you know, they're not talking about, you know, they, they don't talk about what, how, what great actor or actress you are or what great singer you are or any of that. It's something personal that they find that they want to talk about you. You know, and or then they begin to get into your business. And then it's like, you know, it's just the world comes with haters. Yeah. And once you understand that they that the world comes with haters, then you have to be you have to begin to overlook those people and those comments and know that that's not how you live. You don't live by those things. But once you become from one today, you could be a singer that left the, a hole in the wall. And when that's when that record becomes a hit, it's never the same no more after that. What was the best advice you ever received about anything? Not necessarily the business, but anything. Well, the best advice I ever received was don't sign anything without looking. That's the best advice I could have ever received. I don't have mentors. I've never had a mentor that I looked up to. And um, probably this would sound strange, but the only object that I would say would be closest to a mentor to me, a mentor for me would be the Statue of Liberty. Why you say that? Because that chick, look at her, paint peels. She holds up that statue when it's rain, shine, snow, asleep. She's there to guide people into the United States of America. You know, she holds up that book of whatever knowledge that's up in there. And that's it. The, and that is it. And when you can look at her and say, you know what? I want to be just like her, except I got a heartbeat. And that's who I look up to. That's her. deep. <laughs> that's super deep. Wow. Why you say that? You know, you know what? I've never heard nobody say that. I actually got the Statue of Liberty tatted on my neck. I actually got yeah. the face of it. That's what I'm saying. And I'll tell you another object. I'm an object person because human beings make mistakes. And so when you have somebody that makes mistakes, you don't want to forgive them and you become disappointed, even though they can be the greatest person, spokesperson ever. They can be the greatest at what they do. But the minute that they make a mistake, you know, then you all of a sudden want to run, run away. But their information is still good. 
they, you know, what they've done is still great. And, but now you don't want to have anything to do with them. The next thing that is, that, that holds me together is the, is a, um, is a lighthouse. I have, I've had lighthouses circling me because a lighthouse stands there too. And the light goes around and around and around guiding those ships to bay. That's the emergency. When you see that light and you're in an emergency situation, you know that you are close to shore. And that's what I, that's how I look for, for my children, my loved ones. I am your lighthouse. I'm going to be there and you're not going to be hard. It's not going to be hard to find me. And that's hey. no matter, and that's not, that's no matter how old you are. See, everybody thinks that, that parents, and that's why they, they say Ray is a mama boy, which is a story that I'm going to cover on one clubhouse night. But the point is, is that when I became a mother, I became a mother for life. I gave of myself to be a mother. I don't stop loving my kids when they get to be a certain age. I don't stop protecting them or wanting them to, to have a great life. I don't stop that when they become an adult. I want them to call on me when they are in need, when they are in danger, when they are anything. I want them to call on me with that. So those are the objects that I look at. Sounds strange and that I probably could be, you know, somebody would call me crazy or whatever. But when I look at the statue, that's, I see me. That's who I see. I see me. That actually made sense. I mean, when you said it, I was like, okay. But then when you explained it, I was like, Jeez. I, mean, I know. It was deep. Yeah, definitely I, deep. I know. It's definitely deep. Well, listen, guys, you know, I'm really at a point where I'm really kind of like tired of talking to y'all. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, y'all can, y'all there she go. <laughs> I love y'all and everything, but I got to get on with life. Jay told me I did. at least at least give me 30 minutes. I got to put on and, my glasses and see how long and, I've been in here. And Miss Sonya told us. Oh, my God. What? Ms. Go Sonya ahead. Miss Sonya said that we was trying to get her out of here. Y'all was? Right. Out here because Harvey said, I don't have my information on my computer. So we're going to have to discuss this at another time. Q, Q, Q. Nah, I, I have a whole bunch of acting questions and, and stuff like that I want to ask, but you did clear up a lot of questions out of it with just the one question Jay asked. So you like knocked that out. And until you get your foot in the questions. door, you don't necessarily need a talent manager. There's a difference between a talent manager and an artist manager. Okay. And if okay. that talent manager ain't got no connections in the industry. Brother, acting is really all about the talent manager being able to call up somebody and say, hey, you know, I got Harvey here. He wants to, he, I want you to look at him specifically. No matter who, that's when you get a, that talent manager is, is critical. And yes, you probably would need one, the, the, the furtherance of your career. But if they don't have no connections, it's like, what can you do for me? What's in it for me? Right. You Man, can't have me build my career? You can't That's help me build my career? My Are you serious? You can't help me build my career? Why am I in here? <laughs> What's it's in a, it for me? It's about you, huh? That's going to be the slogan, Miss Norwood. What's in it for me? Exactly. <laughs> Listen, when they don't return your phone calls half of the time, 
is because they haven't figured out what's in it for them. Mm. When they can figure out what's in it for them, they're going to call you back. Think about it. Are you Think right? about it. Man, I did that, yo, she killed I did that myself. I did that myself yesterday, so she right. I'm just saying, yeah. think about it. It doesn't have to be true, but just think about it. It's like sometimes when you look at the phone and you see a number and you say, you know, call, I talked to this person once or twice or whatever. Calls, he calls back. It's what is it? What's in it for me? I, I don't have, I'm not going to just sit here and be having conversations. Right. Is that why you just tried to end the interview? Huh? Did I just hear what now? Wait, I, I had to hear that. What you say, Jay? That you trying to pull the last one over on me? What you say? She trying to leave quietly. Oh, what's it? No, you know, because it's a lot in this for me. It's it. I feel good talking to people who want some information. Right. So that's what's in it for me. Now, right. somebody called me and tell me that they want me to, you know, to do when for Brandy and Ray. It's like, oh, hey, wait just one second. Uh -uh. It's, right. it's, it's a whole new, it's a whole new whatever there. Because they depend on me to do the best job to get them the best deal. And when they go lay down at nighttime, they got to know that they are protected the best way possible by me and their lawyer. And that's what required me to study law. And you studying law right now? No, I've already, if, if, you know, if they gave me a, the bar of the industry, I would pass it. Oh, so you, you all the way in. You like two feet I'm, in. You I'm just way all the way in. I, I'm a full service, trust me. I can read those suckers just as best as the next lawyer and redline them too. Because I had to do that because it wasn't a whole lot of people out there that I knew to do it. And then you get to a point where, you know, the, the people causes you to not trust. People cause you not to trust. That's, that's my biggest problem is that I don't trust anybody. And there are some people that are deserving to be trusted at least a little bit. But everybody's a suspect to me because I back into situations. I back into deals. I back into situations because it's always easy to be happy about something. Oh, we got this deal. We got that. We got this project coming, whatever. But I'm a back. I back into it. It's like, oh, that's great. You guys go ahead and go start celebrating. But I'm looking at actually what are the elements that could break down up in here and, and what mm. is really being asked up in here, you know? Before I be, be, you know, before I get my party at. <laughs> well, Miss Tanya, oh. yes. this is where we do end. That's and exactly I am, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am so honored that you decided to be on, um, that you didn't say no, and that you was on Piff Radio today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you guys wanted to to section it off and do it in different, like not all at one time, I'll be okay with that. I, I, okay. I mean, that just, that just kind of threw me off. With, Say, for example, we've been talking for an hour, whatever. You're going to edit out the parts that you want to edit out, I guess. I don't know. But if you wanted to do like sections where you most of the time people don't allow you to edit out and then you do it on a part two and a part three and a part four or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that I'm giving you permission to do that if you would like to. Oh, Thanks. wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Ms. Norwood. That's awesome. Well, Thank you. Shout out to you, Jay. Thank you for having <laughs> me, man. This is great. Like, 
Man, this made my day, man. Brandy was my super crush, Miss Norwood. Brandy was my super crush. Like, I, I ain't want to say it, but I said it. Yeah, I, I did. I, I watched every, I watched every movie she was in. I, I watched all the BT things she performed. I, I watched everything. Like, I was a real big, like, I was a real big Brandy fan. Like, Brandy was like, Brandy was my girl to be honest. Have she, you ever met TV, her? Though. No, I wish. No, I would love to be. Where, where are you located? I'm located in Augusta, Georgia. I'm, I'm like an hour and a half from Atlanta, not too far. Okay, well, we're going to be down there. Maybe when we come down there, I'll tell you when we're down there and you can come over. Yes, 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 please. I was just, <laughs> yo, Jay, you got to come, man. It's good. Yes, to say, I would love to. I was about to say, if I can't make a call, then I'm going to be, I'm just going to turn everything off. <laughs> where are you, Jay? Jay, where are you? No, I'm in, I'm in North Carolina. Okay, you're in North Carolina. That's not far from Atlanta. I mean, it ain't far from me if I if I was invited anywhere. I that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to see you. I want to see. I want to see both of you guys successful at what you do. And if there's anything that I can answer any questions for you, um, then please let me know, and I'll be happy to help you with um, with getting you guys to wherever you're trying to go. What about that? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um as you were nice to me. And doubt it. <laughs> you know All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna take off on that flight. When y'all leave, when, what time y'all flying out tonight? Um, I don't I don't know. The the cruise up to that, I still gotta finish unpacking the U-Haul truck. <laughs> so I'm off the night and then I'll be going to sleep. I'll be up sharp like 9 a.m. I think we're doing it. Are we starting on Clubhouse tomorrow? I think tomorrow we start we're gonna do yeah. mornings on Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah, morning on Clubhouse. Now well, can y'all let me know then? Send me a DM or something. Yes, we'll let you know. Yeah, but I um, want you guys to come visit me on Tuesday. I don't know what my subject is going to be, but come on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll, come. we'll definitely come and support. Pacific time? Yeah, six. It's called six the business. B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. -S. Okay. So yeah, we'll definitely come. My time. Okay. Nine Eastern time, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you do one thing before me, for me, uh, before we leave? What? Hi, my name is Sonia Norwood, and you're listening to Tiff Radio. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Thanks for the drop. That's all I'm talking about. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, that wasn't what you wanted. No, what that's you want? What I, want. But I, oh. I want you to say Tiff Radio. Is <laughs> oh. is Pit? Is is Pit right? A Piff? Which one? I it's thought it was Pit. Pit. No, it's, it's piff. piff. Yeah. Piff. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Hi, my name is Sonia Norwood, and you're listening to Piff Radio. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me do one more. Hi, my name is Sonia Norwood. I'm Brandy and Ray J's mom, and you're listening to Piff Radio. Hey, that's the one right there. There we go. Hey. Okay. Hey. All right. Thank hey, y'all. All right. Thank you, Ms. Norwood. Bye. Pleasure having Bye. you. Yes, I enjoyed myself. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Uh, I read, I read, don't hang up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I already know. Hey, what you know, man? Come on, man. We we just did almost, we just did two hours. I mean, it, it wasn't two hours, but it was an hour and a half. And we got invited. Man. I'm going to cut this out. Matter of fact, let me stop recording. Yeah, stop recording. This shit got this shit got live real quick, bro. Hold on, I gotta see how to stop recording. Yo.